0: And then, uh, of course, Cottesloe was fortified uh, when uh, when the Japanese menace became very real. And you could have bought a waterfront house in Cottesloe for about $10 because the <laughs> people started to depart for further inland at a rapid rate of knocks, was my understanding anyway. And uh, for an extraordinary reason, which we could never un- understand, they, they put barbed wire entanglements on the verge of, of the roads, leading from the beach. And um, the only hindrance it offered is if we were playing footy or cricket, then you had to go through the and cut your way through with, you know, snippers to get your ball back. Uh, and we always wondered at the logic of the people who decided that that was the logical place to put them when any sensible Japanese would walk up the roads anyway and certainly wouldn't come at right angles to hit the wire bar- bar- entanglements. We didn't think they were ever portable to move across the road, so I'm not sure what purpose they served. Also, for a short time, on Jarrod Street, as it goes through the uh, golf course, CB Golf Course, uh, they dug little pits and put bath heaters. Bath heaters were cylindrical things, and I, I guess they about six feet long, uh, a couple of metres long. And they were propped in there, ostensibly, we thought, to uh, simulate anti-aircraft or some such defence, you see. But that didn't last very long either. It was patently obvious that... (laughs) They were warriors. (laughs) No, and and as my father said, you wouldn't have to worry. You'd only have to drop a bomb on Mundaring Weir and East Perth Power Station and you'd won the city, you see. So it really really wasn't a very well-defended place. But... uh, (coughs) And I guess, really, the... um